Welcome to Cat Chat, brought to you by Dr. Elsie's Precious Cat, privately owned by Dr. Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian whose personal mission has been to formulate a wide variety of litters for all types of cats, so they keep using their litter box, which keeps them in their loving homes. Dr. Elsie has also created clean protein, wet and dry foods that are specifically appropriate for a cat's nutrition needs. I'm Tracy Hotchner, the author of The Cat Bible, everything your cat expects you to know. My mission is to entertain, educate, and inspire cat lovers like you to give your kitty cats the best possible life in nutrition, affection, and environmental enrichment. Often sharing my conversation with feline expert Dr. Michael Maria Delgado, along with other cat authors and experts. Dr. Elsie's is also the founding and continuing sponsor of my New York Cat Film Festival, which brings together short films from around the world that celebrate kitty cats. The festival premieres every fall in New York City and then travels to theaters across America and Canada, with a portion of every ticket going to local cat welfare organizations with the support of Dr. Elsie's. I am here with my co-host, Dr. Michael Maria Delgado of Feline Minds, and one of the topics that I think we haven't touched on, Michael, is do you have to train a kitten to use a litter box? Because out of litter box problems are such a big problem in cat ownership. I wonder if people think, or are they right to think, that a kitten needs to be taught how to use a box or to use a box rather than granny's Obasan carpet. So what do you tell people who have a new kitten and think that they need to train them? Yeah, well, I think um, I, I tend to think of it as we are helping kittens do the right thing by setting up the environment for success. Uh, we know that for cats, it's instinctive for them to bury their waste in a sandy substrate. So if you provide those textures for them, they will naturally, um, you know, I mean, this is like when you get an, a new adult cat, right? You just set up the litter box and somehow yes. the cat finds it and knows it's like magic. And right. um, if, if the magic doesn't happen, there might be some, some problems. You might need to set up your litter box differently. But, you know, with kittens, really, the, the main thing is giving them um, a, a smaller space. So usually, you know, people foster kittens in like a bathroom yes. or an office or maybe a large, like, you know, three-story cage that has, um, you know, room for them to climb and, and play in. Um, and then we provide them with um, litter boxes. So kittens can start litter training sometimes as early as three weeks um, or four weeks is when you want to start introducing litter to them. And um, so fosters are usually the ones or animal shelters might be the ones that are actually doing the, the litter training for most kittens. And so the important thing is to provide them with a um, safe and acceptable uh, litter at that age so that they learn to eliminate in a litter box and not just on towels. Like sometimes we see problems when yes. um, kittens don't don't get litter early enough or the litter isn't maybe very cat friendly and they have a lot of towels or, or other bedding, they may start to prefer the bedding. Or if the litter box isn't maintained well, if you've got, you know, if you've got four or five kittens, uh, you know, that are four weeks old, you have a lot of diarrhea on your hands. And so you really right. have to maintain that litter box very frequently or else you will um, possibly develop some problems. And then the other issue I just see is when people let kittens have too much space too young. So, um, giving them free run of the house when they're just a couple months old. Um, often they're just too far away from the litter box right. when they have to go. So you really don't want to give them too much freedom too soon. And you want to make sure if you do give them freedom that there's a litter box really close by so that they, if they have to go, they don't have to travel too far. 
That's a, those are so, all really yeah. great points. I mean, especially the the distance to go because mm-hmm. a little a little one when they feel the urge to go, they do want to, <laughs> to have sandy substrate, but it's like gotta go. I mean, I just went. It's like you know, yep. human kids when they're potty trained, they're like, "Mom, I gotta go." Oops, I just went. Because exactly. by the time they realize it, you you know, it's like almost it's in too motion. late. Yeah, they're not <laughs> exactly. gonna make the trip to the laundry room if they're a kitten yeah. and, and the and the and the litter box is there. Another thing is of course the litter box should be easily accessed. I mean, I guess the mm-hmm. very high sides, although kittens are awfully agile. But it'd be easier if the sides weren't so high maybe to get in. I don't know. Yeah. I usually recommend, you know, a, a a relatively, you know, relative to the size of the kitten, I guess, a large but low-sided box for, for the early days. And then as they get older, you can transition to a more adult-sized box. But, um, you know, ac- easy access and cleanliness and, um, you know, like a sandy-type substrate. I know some people don't want to use uh, clay clumping litter with kittens. Um, but in that case, I would recommend like a non-clumping clay litter um, or a very soft non-clay well, litter. Not, well, I, I, have I don't to generally put... recommend pellets. Well, I have to put in a plug for Kitten Attract because Dr. Elsie does completely underwrite this show. And I know that in many, many shelters, they use Cat Attract and Kitten Attract Mm -hmm. to help Mm -hmm. rehabilitate is the word that's used. Cats to go back in a litter box because people have used any of these somewhat bizarre kinds of substrates for litter boxes like Mm -hmm. pellets that were never meant to even be a litter pellet or sure. big chunks of stuff or stuff that's pine scented or fragrance in some other way. And the kitten attract is the right texture for baby feet, yeah. as well as having Agreed. these herbs that Dr. Elsie actually, believe it or not, grows himself it's somewhere in Colorado where he owns land. I mean, he's really yeah. quite a stickler. They say we speak for cats and he really has always said, okay, what's going to feel best and, and be most mm-hmm. attractive to a cat or a kitten? Yep to get in the box. Yeah. You, you make a really good point though about kitten little kittens having diarrhea and that's a mess and sure it's a mess for you to clean up but don't wait till the end of the day to do it. If you're a kitten yeah. foster, you're going to have to like do that hourly thing. And if a box gets really gross, you probably have to, you know, tip out the clean litter and put it back in afterwards and hose down the box, right? I mean, yeah. At some point you just have to keep it as clean as cl- sort of tidy as you possibly can or the kitten will go ew gross and find another place we we do not want them to look for other places to eliminate we really want that litter box to be attractive so um so yeah lots of scooping lots of washing the sides of the box um lots of possibly dumping out the litter and changing it it's just going to be a lot more than an adult cat for for various reasons and they and they do eliminate frequently so you can also like if you're interacting or playing with your kitten what i recommend people do is kind of use the toy to lure them to near or in the litter box several times. So that way, oh, if they, you know, maybe they didn't, maybe they didn't realize they had to go, but now that they're close by, they're like, Oh, like, I think I'll go in yes, there and go to the yes, bathroom. So um, we can encourage frequent use. What I don't recommend is doing a lot of holding the kitten and, and putting them in the litter box, because if they're not comfortable with how you're holding them or they're, they're a little nervous, um, they they might actually develop um, some fear of being placed oh. in the litter box because they're associating it with that um, being held. So I always kind of like to give the kitten, um, whenever possible, the autonomy to like, oh, I'm right next to the litter box. I'll go in or I might use a toy to lure them into the litter box. And often when they feel the substrate on their feet, their body says like, oh, I should go to the bathroom while I'm here. So, um, so that's, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, you shouldn't pick up kittens, um, you know, and but I, I do try to encourage people to like let the kitten kind of 
make the decision as much as possible or, or kind of find themselves in the litter box because they chased a toy in there and now they, they can use it. But, um, you know, that's, that's kind of my approach when, with handling kittens. Um, but you do want them to kind of be close to the litter box frequently. They, they can smell it. Um, they probably hear their litter made in there. And, right. um, and that probably also intrigues them and, and gets them to um, check out what's going on and, and, again, decide now's a good time to go. Um, so, so really just allowing them that frequent access, convenience, cleanliness is really getting them off to a, a good start because what they learn to pee in when they're um, three to five weeks old is an association they may make for life. So we really want it to be um, a type of litter that humans um, are likely to use. That is what we know that's adult cats tend to like best. And that, again, is a sandy substrate. So we really want to set them up for success um, early and really keeping that box clean and accessible is the best way to do that. We want, we want them to use the box as successfully as possible. There's always going to be an accident or two, especially if you take them out of their safe room and play with them in another room. But, um, you know, we, we do, do not want that to be a habit. That's really good advice. And, and your comment about a pile of towels or clothes and the cat, kitten using that because it's either closer mm-hmm. or cleaner or just more accessible is a really mm-hmm. good point because I've never really understood why cats that have these chronic out of litter box issues where they go on certain carpets or on certain doormats. Mm-hmm. It makes sense that if they were young at an impressionable age and they used something like a towel, that that becomes mm-hmm. their fallback normal instead of yep. what, you know, the sort of the hard wiring for a sandy substrate. So that's, I mean, not that everyone is going to start with a kitten who's four or six or even eight weeks old, but keep in mind that whatever you get them really accustomed to and comfortable with, you want it to be something you can manage later by scooping it, not something you have to, you know, boil it or toss it if they go in (laughs) your slipper or on your your pile of either clean or dirty laundry. Thank you so much, Dr. Michael, and everybody with kittens, good luck because... This is the hard part, and it gets easier as they get older, we hope, until they hit puberty. That's another story. We'll we'll do that as another show. Thank you so much. That sounds great. Thanks, Tracy. Thank you for listening. I hope this conversation has deepened your understanding and appreciation of cats everywhere. It's been brought to you by Dr. Elsie's Precious Cat, which created their own clean protein cat foods inspired by the protein levels found in a cat's natural prey to better satisfy a cat's appetite with ingredients naturally intended for her body. 90% of the protein in clean protein is animal-based, not plant-based as in many cat foods, which can compromise cats' health. Clean protein is the first dry cat food I can personally recommend as a healthy choice, although I always hope that wet food will be your cat's primary diet. Thanks again for being here.